Chapter Fourteen of Love's Shadow by Ada Leveson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter Fourteen, Lady Cannon's visit. Lady Cannon got up one morning earlier than usual and tried on a dress of last season, which she found was a little too tight. For this, naturally, she blamed her maid with some severity. Then she dressed rather hurriedly and went all over the house, touching little ornaments with the tip of her finger saying that the pictures in the drawing-room were crooked, and that nothing had been properly dusted. Having sent for the housemaid and scolded her, and given the second footman notice, she felt better, but was still sufficiently in what is expressively called a bad temper to feel an inclination to do disagreeable duties, so she made up her mind to call and see her husband's ward, and tell her something she would not like to hear. For Hyacinth she always felt a curious mixture of chronic anger family pride and admiring disapproval which combination she had never yet discovered to be a common form of vague jealousy lady cannon arrived about three o'clock pompously dressed in tight purple velvet and furs she thought she saw two heads appear at the studio window and then vanish but was told that miss verney was out prompted by a determination not to be baffled she said she would get out and write a note and was shown to the drawing-room. Anne, in a peculiarly hideous and unnecessary apron of black alpaca, came in, bringing a little writing-case. "'Oh, monsieur, as you're there, I needn't write the letter. You can give Hyacinth a message for me.' "'Certainly, Lady Cannon. How is it that she is out at this extraordinary hour?' "'Is there anything extraordinary about the hour?' asked Anne, looking at the clock. "'It's three. "'Somehow I always regard three as a particularly ordinary hour.' "'I differ from you, monsieur.' "'Anyhow, it happens every day,' murmured Anne. "'Was Hyacinth out to lunch?' said Lady Cannon. "'No, no. She lunched at home. Do you think she'll be long?' "'Oh, no, I shouldn't think she'll be many minutes.' "'Then I think I'll wait.' "'Do,' said Anne cordially. "'I wanted to speak to her.' "'Considering she's my husband's ward, I see very, very little of Hyacinth, monsieur.' "'Yes, she was saying the other day that you hardly ever called now,' Anne said conciliatingly. "'Has she been quite well, lately?' "'Oh, do you know, she's been so well,' said Anne, in a high, affected voice, which she knew was intensely irritating. "'So very, very well.' Anne then stood up. "'Would you like a cup of tea or coffee while you're waiting?' tea at three o'clock in the afternoon i never heard of such a thing you seem to have strangely bohemian ideas in this house monsieur do you think tea bohemian well coffee then lady cannon hesitated but wishing for an excuse to wait she said thank you if it isn't giving any trouble perhaps i'll take a cup of coffee i didn't have any after lunch oh yes do i'll go and order it at once Anne walked with slow, languid dignity to the door, and when she had shut it, flew like a hunted hare to the studio, where Cecil Reeve and Hyacinth were sitting together. "'Hyacinth,' she said sharply, "'run upstairs at once, put on your hat, go to the hall door and bang it, and come into the drawing-room. Lady Cannon's going to stop the whole afternoon. She's in an appalling temper.' "'She won't wait long,' exclaimed Hyacinth. "'Surely!' "'Won't she? She's ordered coffee. She'll be smoking a cigarette before you know where you are.' "'Oh, I'll go,' said Cecil. "'Let me go.' 
"'Of course you must go,' said Anne. "'You can come back in an hour.' "'But good heavens, Anne,' said Hyacinth, "'why on earth should we make a secret of Mr. Reeve being here?' "'Why, because I said you were out.' "'Well, I'll go and explain,' said Hyacinth. "'Indeed you won't. You're not to go and give me away. Besides, I won't be baffled by that old cat. She's suspicious already. Out you go.' Cecil took his hat and stick, and went out of the front door. Anne ran upstairs, brought down Hyacinth's hat, veil, and gloves, and pushed her towards the drawing-room. "'Don't you see? She'll think you've just come in,' said Anne. "'What about the coachman and footman?' "'Oh, good heavens! Do you think they're going to call on her and tell her all about it?' Just as Hyacinth, laughing, was going into the drawing-room, Anne clutched her, and said— "'I don't know that you'd better be at home after all. Charles will be calling directly. Oh, I forgot. He won't come in when he sees the carriage.' Anne relaxed her clasp and went to order coffee. Lady Cannon was looking angrily in the glass when Hyacinth came in. "'Oh, here you are, my dear. I'm glad I didn't miss you. I wanted to speak to you about something.' "'Yes, Auntie?' Lady Cannon coughed and said, rather portentously, "'You must not be offended with me, dear.' "'You know, in a sense, I'm, as it were, in the place of your mother, or at any rate your stepmother. "'Yes.' "'Of course you're perfectly free to do exactly as you like, but I heard in a roundabout way something that rather surprised me about you.' "'What is it?' Well, "'We were dining with some friends last night.' It was characteristic of Lady Cannon not to mention their names. "'Where we happened to meet that young couple, the Ottleys. You know Mrs. Ottley very well, I believe.' "'Edith is my greatest friend,' said Hyacinth. "'Quite so. She seems a very nice young woman, very devoted to her husband, and I think him a most superior man. He sat next to me at dinner, and I had quite a long talk with him. We spoke of you. He told me something that surprised me so much. He said that you had been seen very frequently lately, about alone with a young man. Is this a fact?' "'What did he say about it?' "'Well, he seemed to regret it. He seemed to think it was a pity. Living alone as you do, it certainly is not the right thing for you to be seen anywhere, without Miss Yeo.' Hyacinth became crimson. "'On what grounds did Mr. Otley find fault with anything I do?' "'Merely general grounds, my dear. A very proper dislike to the flighty behaviour of the girls of the present day. As he tells me, he feels it as a father.' "'Father, he only has a little boy of two. I think it very impertinent of him to talk of me like that at all. On the contrary, I thought it was exceedingly nice of him. He sincerely wishes you well, Hyacinth. Oh, how well that young man wishes you! Make no mistake about it. By the way, I promised him not to mention his name in the matter, so of course you won't repeat it. But I was really rather upset at what he said.' "'I haven't said anything to Sir Charles yet, as I thought you might give me some explanation.' "'I have no explanation to give. "'I suppose you know who it is I was walking with?' "'I gather that it was a Mr. Reeve. "'Now, Hyacinth, dear, you know how much I wish you well. "'If you're engaged, I think your guardian and I ought to know it, "'and in any case you should be more discreet in your behaviour. "'Hyacinth's eyes flashed. "'Are you engaged?' asked Lady Cannon. "'I must decline to answer.' I recognise no right that you or anyone else has to ask me such a question. Lady Cannon rose indignantly, leaving her coffee untouched. Very well, Hyacinth. 
"'If this is the way you take my kind advice and well-meant interest, there is nothing more to be said. "'Of course I shall tell Sir Charles what I've heard. "'From what I can gather from that excellent young man, Mr. Otley, "'Mr. Reeve is by no means a person that Sir Charles and I would be glad to welcome with open arms, "'as one of the family. "'Cecil Reeve is a friend of mine. "'There's nothing in the world to be said against him, "'and you must really allow me the privilege of choosing my own friends.' "'Good-bye, then,' said Lady Cannon, going to the door. "'I'm pained, grieved, and shocked at your attitude. "'I can only presume, however, that you are not engaged to be married, "'for surely your first thought would have been to ask your guardian's consent. "'And once more, let me tell you, in being reckless as you have, "'you're simply ruining your future.' "'With this, Lady Cannon swept from the room. "'She returned, however, and said—' "'I regard all this as not your own fault, Hyacinth, but the fault of that Miss Yeo. "'From the first I saw she had an evil influence, and I've been proved, as perhaps unfortunately I always am, to be perfectly right.' "'The worst of it was,' Hyacinth said, when relating the conversation to Anne a little later, "'that I can't tell Auntie that I'm engaged. Isn't it awful?' "'You soon will be,' said Anne, consolingly. "'Do you really think so?' "'Yes, and I'm glad Lady Cannon was scored off, anyhow.' "'Edith told me about her having mentioned to Bruce about our meeting the nurse and baby. She was very sorry, but I thought it didn't matter a bit. Why do you think Bruce tried to make mischief in this horrid way?' "'Only because he's a fool. Like so many of us, he's in love with you,' said Anne. Hyacinth laughed, thinking Anne was in fun. End of chapter 14